Anybody else spill their coffee this morning when they sat down? I did. Um, so anyway, thank you to uh, Doug and to the, to the Darla family and to others that helped me uh, clean up my mess. I just thank, uh, I thank God that my wife is, is teaching Sunday school and didn't see that this morning. That might save me a little bit. Of, that'll save me some grief later, but yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll, it'll get there somehow. Um, today, uh, we need, uh, maybe for the last time, I heard, uh, but we need to move chairs to the west side um, over here this morning, so a little help doing that. Um, next Sunday is our get to, know, uh, get to Know You Lunch. If you're new, somewhat new to, to Creekside, um, great way to hear about us and our vision and uh, to, to get to know you a little better as well. Um, with that, I'm, I know we're all, uh, I'm, I'm going to say just in a minute, kids can be excused to go to Sunday school, but I know I'm excited to hear Norb preach this morning, and, and I know a lot of you are as well. So uh, let's welcome Norb up here. Thanks, Tom. Well, thank you. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you guys. Yeah, as you probably know, my name's Norb Metzler, and I've got the great privilege this morning of speaking to you on the topic of listening to God. I'm just really excited about it, and I just want to share my heart with you and what God's doing in my life and what I've seen God do in other, doing in other people's lives. You may be thinking, well, that's a big topic. How's, you know, how is anybody going to handle that? Well, I think the best way for me to do that is to just start by actually doing some listening to God by opening God's Word, God's letter to us, God's Word to us. And before we do that, I'm going to just invite him to uh, be in our presence with us this morning to help us and guide us and to draw our hearts, you know, closer, closer to him. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. We love you so much. Thank you that you're interested in us uh, more than we can imagine. You're crazy about us. You want us to know you. You want us to love you. You speak to us in different ways that we're going to look at this morning. You speak to us through your word. You've left us your word. And we invite you to bless us, to actually open our hearts, to speak to us this morning. We would hear from you in Jesus' name. Amen. And please turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. I love these verses. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Wonderful, wonderful verses. And let's look at Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps of of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment 
nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. As you can see, folks, God is uh, pretty interested in having us listen to him and what he has to say to us. I believe that he's saying, look at me and listen to me in a nice way. I'm sure that most of us have had our parents or our teachers uh, say that to us. Do you guys remember having a parent or a teacher say, or maybe grabbing your face, saying that? Look at me, listen to me. Well, God wants us to look at him and listen to him. We're going to learn how to do that together. Uh, and, I, and I just trust God will bless our time together, and it's going to go fast. God also, he, he doesn't just say, listen to me. He wants more of us. He wants us to memorize his word, wants us to meditate on his word. He wants his word to just be part of our being we want, he wants us to take it in and to, to live it and to breathe it out. And so that's part of listening to God, just intensely listening and take it in. Does God want us to listen to him? Of course. Look at the rewards for listening to God. His words are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Anybody here interested in life and health? I hope so. Well, this morning, I want to take all of you on a journey with me, a journey of listening to God, a listening to God journey. And we're going to look at some amazing stories in God's Word of uh, God actually speaking to people. We're going to look at some questions that some people have about listening in general and listening to God, and I'm planning on sharing uh, some stories of how God has actually you know, spoken to me in various parts of my life and situations in my life. We're going to look at several different ways God speaks to us today. Well, are you ready to go? Well, let's take off. All right. On our first stop along the way, we're going to look at an amazing story in the Bible, the story of God speaking to Moses. And it's in Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 to 10. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire and it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over to see this strange sight. Why? The bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because they're slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land, land flowing with milk and honey, 
the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Wow. How'd you like to be out in the wilderness and all of a sudden see a, a bush start fire, you know, start on fire? That does happen, but if it doesn't quit burning and you're kind of curious, well, God used that to get Moses' attention. God is a rescuer. He takes the time and effort to speak in Moses in such a way to make a huge, huge and ever, a lasting impression on him. God reveals his plan to deliver the Israelites out of slavery. I would say that's an example of God speaking in a, in a mysterious way. For our next stop along the way, let's look at the book of Joshua, chapter 1 through 9. Just remember, we're actually uh, reading some scriptures of how God speaks to his people. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give every place that your foot sets as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, and no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore their ancestors to give them. Be strong, be very courageous, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left that you may be successful in whatever you do or wherever you go. How'd you like to have God just actually come to you and tell you those things? Pretty amazing, isn't it? You know, actually, he is telling us right now because that's written in his word and his word is alive and active and he's actually telling us today those things. Verse 8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate in it, on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God spoke to Moses to uh, encourage him in what he was about to encounter. It's a great scripture, you know, for us to read when we're facing uncertain situations in our life. God, God wants to encourage us. He's got verses that are good for us in every situation in our life. I'm going to look at another um, a story, the book of Samuel. This is kind of a neat story. I kind of got a, a chuckle. This is 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. 
there were not very many visions. One night, Eli's, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son Eli, or Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, three times. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I'm glad God is patient with us. You know, he just doesn't just call us one time and write us off. That's so beautiful what God does. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Wow, what a wonderful thing it is, you know, for Samuel to do that and for us to do that when we sense, you know, the voice of God calling on our hearts to stop and listen and say, speak, Lord, for I'm listening. Oh, I just pray that we'll just do that. We'll be encouraged to do that. As we continue along in our journey of listening to God, let's stop and take a look at some of the common questions people have about listening. What does it really mean to listen? The dictionary defines listening as one is hearing what others are saying and trying to understand what it means. So listening is more than just hearing. It's, it's like paying attention you know, grabbing your face, listen to me. I want, I want to tell you something. I want you to learn something. That's what listening is. It's a deeper thing than just hearing. How do I become a good listener? Uh, listen because you care. Listen because you want to learn. Listen because you are in love. Um, I just want to share a story with you. When I met Karen, my uh, beautiful wife of... 43 and a half years, we met uh, at a Bible camp in Canada, and I lived in Des Moines, Iowa, and she lived in Chicago, and we had a long-distance relationship, and this was back when the, the landlines were there, and long-distance telephone charges, and we made out that I was going to call her once a week, and boy, I couldn't wait till that, it was Friday or something that I got on the phone and called her, and I just was anticipating hearing her voice because I loved her. I just wanted to, I wanted to hear her voice, you know, because I was in love with her. And God wants us to hear his voice. You know, he really does because 
He's in love with us, and he wants us to be in love with him. So listen, because, not because somebody told you to, but because you're in love. Listen because you're in love. What are the qualities of a good listener? James 1.19 says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. You know you've got two ears and one mouth. So you can do twice as much listening as you can do speaking, which would be probably a pretty good thing. Be attentive. Listen with your eyes. You know it's good to make eye contact with people, you know, while they're speaking to you. You can actually, you can actually engage better and listen better if you look at the person that's speaking to you. And I think God, in, in, the, in our own way, you know, wants us to make eye contact with him. And we can do that by looking at his word and seeing him in his word. Be attentive. Yeah, listen with your eyes. Um, why is it important for us to listen to God? We've got several uh, reasons listed there. Um, number one is because God wants uh, to give us a, a beautiful present, eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we want to hear that from God because he wants us to have eternal life and uh, we want that too. God gives you wisdom when you read his word. Proverbs is full of wisdom. James 1 5 says if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to him liberally. He helps you bear spiritual fruit. John 15 God wants to protect you Psalms 138.7, you look that up. And by the way, I'm sorry I didn't get a printout for your uh, bulletin to take notes on. If anybody wants a complete outline, let, give me your email. I can email all these notes and these scriptures to you. So let me, let me have that if you're interested. Um, God gives you peace and joy. Psalms 119.165 says, Great peace have they, have they who love your word, and nothing will make them stumble. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In John 15, 11, also, Jesus wants us to have his joy. He gives you long life, Proverbs 3, 1 to 2. Uh, item number 7 there, he brings you healing, as we read earlier, Proverbs 4, 22. He helps you to learn his will for your life, Romans 12, one and two, and I believe I have that one printed. We're going to look at it and read it in just a bit. Yeah, later on, we have it in a few slides later. We're going to read that. Wow, our journey's kind of <clears throat> getting along here. So let's turn a corner and see in what ways does God speak to us today. He loves to speak to us through his word, his son. And I've got some scriptures for us to look at here. Hebrews 11, or 1, 1 through 3. Here we go. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification 
for our sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So God speaks to us through his, through his son. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns. By the way, praise band, thank you so much for what you guys do every Sunday. Come up here and, and lead us in worship, Dakota and Alan and others. Uh, thank you so much for that. It's so important to, to be led in worship, you know, in songs. Songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13. This is a powerful verse, it really is. The Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, the joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So, yeah, God speaks to us, you know, through his word. I just want to give you an example of how God spoke to uh, our family, you know, through reading uh, the Bible. We were living in Pennsylvania. This was back in uh, <clears throat> the early 90s. And our company asked us to move to Des Moines. Well, they moved us out there and they moved us, wanted us to move back to Des Moines. They said, you know what? It's your choice. Um, you're doing a good job here, but if you want to come back, you know, like we promised you earlier, we would move you back. And I didn't want to go back. I love Pennsylvania. <laughs> Many of you talked talking to you before about Pennsylvania, and I, I had to just ask the Lord, what do I do? You know, I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to do what, what your plan is. And so I was reading in Genesis about Joseph and how he was the, the, you know, the prince of Egypt and how there was a famine in the land and how he was asking his brothers to come and his dad to come to Egypt to be safe from the famine. And then I read the part this was like, like right in my daily devotion time at this time in my life where Joseph, his dad and his family were coming and Joseph went out to meet his dad. He hadn't seen him for 20 years and they embraced and they hugged and they kissed and it was such a, a wonderful time that he met his family and I got thought about that and my mom and dad lived in Des Moines still and had some family, and I ask advice and counsel. It's good to seek counsel, too, when you have a, you know, a major decision to make. And uh, the counsel I got, if you have an opportunity to be close to your family, you know, just, just do it. Just take it. And reading those verses, I said, okay, God, I'm going to do it. So we, we packed up and sold our house and the company they actually moved us back to Des Moines and I was still saying I love Pennsylvania but I'm going to do what you want me to do God and it's interesting when, when God tells you to do something he's already got a plan figured out he already, he already knows what's ahead 
So we got here, we, we uh, you know, my kids were still little, and my mom and dad got to hug the grandkids and be with them, and, and uh, it was a great reunion with family, and got to, got to meet you guys. We started coming here to, at that time, it was Cornerstone Community Church. This is where we, we started coming. And uh, after being here four years, my dad passed away. And that same month, within the same couple of months, the company closed in Pennsylvania where we were. And so I would either have lost my job or maybe they would have still moved me back. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, God, God, God knew, you know, ahead of time. Even I wasn't really excited about moving back. God, I followed his plan. I followed my convictions of his word and counsel, and here we are today, after 21 and a half years later. So God is good. He speaks to us through his word when we're, when we're in his word. He speaks to us also through people, fellow Christians, and uh, I'd like to, this opportunity, to take this opportunity to a little bit to uh, just share with you the fact that it's so important to have a time and a place that you meet with God and uh, have devotions with him every day. Make it your, your habit. You, you'll, you'll be just so blessed. You just sit down, uh, schedule time and a place, and open his word and pray and listen to him. Actually, listen to him through his word, but then actually just stop and just, you can close your eyes if you want, just let him talk to you. You know, a relationship isn't always just one person talking all the time. Listening is letting the other person talk to you. So stop and listen to God and let him talk to you. Take the time to do that. I'm, that's just me talking to the church here, to a, a person, you know. <laughs> um, God speaks to the, through people. God speaks through circumstances. Many of you know different circumstances that God has used. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26. Uh, beautiful thing that God does. He talks to us through his Holy Spirit and moves us and gives us an idea. I've got I to just share one more story with you. It's so, so important to me. Karen and I and our son Michael, he was at uh, youth group age then. We went to Emmanuel Missions in uh, Arizona. It's a Navajo uh, nation where you can go on a mission trip and serve God there among the, the Navajos. And the night before, we were packing our, our suitcases and our trunk, you know, getting the trunk ready. I just felt God just in, in my mind just speaking to me, Norm, take a big toolbox and put a bunch of your auto body tools in there. Because that's what I do. You know, I do auto body work and I did that, you know, on the side. Now I do it more full time. But I had all these tools and I thought, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm going to a Navajo nation. Uh, what are they going to do with auto body tools? <laughs> But I've learned that it doesn't have to make sense when God, when you feel really God speaking to you, it doesn't need to make sense. You just have to obey. 
And so I, I got the biggest toolbox I could get, and I put hand tools and some air tools and put that together and closed the lid, and off we went. So we drove all Saturday night um, and got there late, and Sunday morning we went to the church service, and the guy was speaking. His name was Greg, and... Uh, T turned out that he was one of the leaders there. And so I after the service, I introduced myself. I said, Greg, I'm Nord Metzler from Des Moines. And uh, by the way, I've got auto body tools. <laughs> <laughs> and I do auto body work. And he, he, just, he just looked at me. He says, follow me. So I went out the door, followed him, and they just constructed a new building, a steel building, like a 60 by 80. And he said, this year we've had auto body class for the first time. And uh, the kids are off on break now. And there's this car right here that they didn't finish. And what do you think about working on this car? And I looked at it. It was this 1967 Camaro. And I thought, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, sure. And, I, and that, that was my project all week. I had my tools, because he didn't have a lot of tools. And I got some of the other kids engaged with me to help work on that car. And at the end of the week, we got the whole car done and painted. And so that was my reason, you know, for taking my tools along. You don't, you don't always see the picture right away until after you obey. So, yeah, just obey when God speaks to you through, through his spirit. He speaks to us by having peace or no peace about a situation. I think many of you can, can, uh, can follow me on that. You know, if you're praying about doing something, if you're just restless about it and say, I just, I just don't know about this, you probably shouldn't do it because that's the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking to you, not giving you peace about it. And then you may have real peace about the situation. And you and your wife, and your, you know, your, your family just may be good with it and be okay. And God speaks to us with peace or no peace. And my situation with moving back, I, I did have peace it, with it because I surrendered it to God. You know, I didn't want to do it, but I said, okay, God. And then God gave me the peace to, to go ahead and move back. God speaks to us through trials and, su and sufferings also. James chapter 1 um, 2 and 4 and 1 Peter and Luke 7. You know, there's, there's quite a few people in here that have lost loved ones in the last couple of years. And uh, I'm sure that God has met you where you're at with that sorrow and that trial and he's spoken to you. you probably, I'm sure you have stories of how that God has really met you in your need and your trial. And he... You know, sufferings aren't all bad because there are times for us to draw close to God, to say, God, I need you, like we're singing. So sufferings can be used in a good way for that, to fall on God, need him, to draw closer to him. You may be asking, how do I really know it's God speaking to me? So that's a question I hear. Here's how you can know. We can learn something about sheep. They recognize the voice of their shepherd so much that if someone other than the shepherd comes to the flock to lead them away, they will not go. So must you and I get to know Jesus, the good shepherd. 
so well that we recognize his gentle voice speaking to us, leading us where he wants us to go. Let's look at John chapter 10, verse 5, or 3 through 5. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So get to know God. Get to be so familiar with him and his word and and speaking to him, and he's speaking to you, that you, you know it's God when, when you hear a voice, you know, because you're so close to the shepherd. Well, folks, we've covered a bunch of ground on our little, on our little journey today, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, I don't want to, you to leave here today without hearing and knowing some of the very essential verses um, from the Bible that God has told us about to get to know him better. They're just, there's some very essential verses that we just need to listen to God. Some basics. And let's look at just a few of those. <clears throat> Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through or in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Romans 10, 9, I just really love this one. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is written, with your heart you that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And John 3, 16, it's a well-known verse. We'll say it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not, have per should not perish but have eternal life. Those are some very basic you know, verses that we need to really be serious about, look at and take them in and digest them and... and uh, Pray to God about him. Um, here's the Romans 12 verse I really like. It's very important. It says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not form or conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will able, be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So I'm sure we all want to know what God's will is for our life. You know, this verse affirms that, that do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? Is by taking God in, his word into your life then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect will. Okay, believe it or not, guys, we're approaching the end of our, our journey. As we wrap things up, I'd like us to listen.
to what James 1.19 through 25 says. And uh, here's, here's those verses. They're beautiful. Kind of an exhortation for us. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do not say anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So don't just, you know, blow it off and don't do what it says. You know, God, that's part of listening. You hear and you do. As the praise band comes up, I'd like to close with a few comments. Uh, yeah, so there are so many voices out there, folks. <laughs> there's radio, there's TV, there's newspaper, there's magazines. They're competing, you know, for our time. Um, just wanting us, you know, to, to be distracted from listening to God. Do you know that God is crazy about you? He's so much in love with you that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago at Calvary to come and pay the price for your sin and my sin. He wants to have a speaking relationship with you each day. He wants to reveal his marvelous plan to you and to your life. Won't you just now uh, listen to God as you... Uh, you know, hear the music in the background. The praise band is going to be singing, uh, playing I Surrender All. And uh, it's just a time for us to think about what we just heard and, and you know, talk to God a little bit. Let, listen to God a little bit. you to uh, surrender to him the things that are keeping you away from spending time with him. Maybe God has been speaking to you in the last couple of weeks or the last couple of days. You know, my wife and I were in Costa Rica just a couple of weeks ago, and one of our tour guides, whose name was Jordy, Speaking to him after having a spiritual conversation with him, he said, in the last couple of days, God has been speaking to me about, about getting to know him, and now you show up. So I encouraged him, you know, to listen to God, and to read his word, to be in the Bible. And we've, I've been texting him back and forth through Messenger. And so, yeah, is God knocking at your heart this morning? Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in 
to him and, and he will be with me. Won't you bow your heads now in your heart and let him come in? I'm going to pray and after that, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we would love to have you share in communion with us. So just, uh, just take a moment to talk to God and listen to Him and give Him your life and your heart. And tell Him you're going to hear from Him. You're going to hear His word. sing a verse or so of that. Yeah. Oh, to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him in His presence Father, we just thank you for meeting with us this morning here at Creekside Church. Thank you for every person that's come out today to listen to your word. We trust that you have encouraged us. We trust that you have opened our hearts and our minds to uh, say yes to you. I want to believe in you, trust in you. I want to spend time with you, Lord. I want to get I want to get to know you. I want your plan for my life. I want your will for my life. I love you, Lord Jesus. We love you. We thank you. We thank you now for this time of communion. We could break this bread and drink the juice to be thankful for what Jesus has done for us. He offered his body for us and his blood that we could be bought by him and be set free from our sin and have eternal life. We thank you for this time, and we commit our rest of our day to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Sin had left a crimson stain. He 